What's up? Welcome back to Kevin Shoes' MMA Show. Uh, today I'm just going to be previewing UFC 254 um, and going over the main card fights and giving my predictions on them. So, you know, for starters, as always, it's it's on ESPN Plus pay-per-view, but it's starting at a new time. The main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern, not 10 p.m., 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, and this gives uh, the fighters in Abu Dhabi um, kind of a similar, you know, time that they would be fighting in the U.S., you know, if it was when it's usually at 10 p.m. Um, when the fights are in the U.S., it's going to be a similar time just out in Abu Dhabi. And it gives, you know, everyone around the world, it's going to adjust the time a little bit. Maybe people that can't stay up till 3 in the morning, say if you're in Europe, to watch it. Um, it gives everyone a chance to see it. So that's interesting. There's also six fights on the main card, not five. There's six. Um, there's a couple fighters added on um, late, which I'll get into, which, which is kind of interesting. But, um... Let's just get into the main event. I mean, Khabib Nurmagomedov is one of, if not the most dominant champion, dominant fighter, you know, I've seen in, in the UFC since I've been a fan. Um, and, and maybe in history. A lot of people say that, but um, it's hard to compare. But, he, you know, he's going up Justin Gagey, who absolutely pieced Tony Ferguson up. Just one, one of the most lopsided performances I've seen in a long time um but I don't necessarily think that was as good as Gagey performed I, I'm not I don't know if it was all him in that fight I certainly think Tony Ferguson who had he cut weight twice um in the build-up to the fight that's just so draining I think he wasn't fully prepared um but yeah it could, you know it could be normal his last fights you know he he defeated Dustin Poirier by third round submission, he beat Conor McGregor by fourth round submission, and then and he beat Ally Quinta um, by decision a couple years ago. So you know, I I rewatched all these fights, of course, and and I tried to break down you know what Khabib is just so dominant at, and and you can tell his wrestling is just the, at the highest level you can possibly get. You know, you see, I've seen it on social media a few times. I don't know if you have, but he brings in these D one state champion um collegiate wrestlers right and and to his training camp to help him help him train and there's just stories of him beating all of them you know just consistently one after another and it's just hard to find you know him competition which which is crazy because you know even though he went through a great wrestling system in Dagestan you know it's nothing like how it's you know the wrestling systems built in in the United States um and it's just, it's the amount of pressure that he can put on and, and the strength that he uses that is really interesting. Because in the Poirier fight, Poirier is a, is very good at jiu-jitsu, right? And and we saw that it was in, I want to say the third or fourth, or the second or third round, Poirier almost had a submission on Khabib, right? He, he But he just couldn't lock it in fully and Khabib was able to get out of it. But Poirier was able to put him in tough positions using his jiu-jitsu but Khabib's strength and just overall wrestling ability, he was able to get out of it and eventually, you know, get him on the ground, type his legs, get behind him, and, and, and submit him, right? And it was the same thing against McGregor, right? Um, McGregor was so worried. I know there's plenty, you know, he has said many, many times that there were reasons where that he lost that fight that weren't just because of the stylistic matchup, right? But you know, he was able to take McGregor down, who has amazing takedown defense, and who's one of the strongest people in the in the 155 division, right? 
So he was able to take him down multiple times. Um, and then when they fought, in, you know, in the third round, it was on the feet mainly. Connor had stuffed a couple takedowns, but Khabib used that time to rest. And in the fourth round, was able to uh, get a trip, beat him on the ground a lot, and, and and get that submission right. So, and those are just two of the top guys, Poirier and McGregor, who you know, if you haven't heard, should be fighting in in January, which would be an amazing fight. I have a very strong opinion on on how I think that fight will go, but. That'll come in, in the future. Uh, and and then the fight before McGregor, right? Ally Quinta had stepped in um, for Tony Ferguson when they were originally going to fight, like the third or fourth time they were scheduled to fight, but, but Ferguson had to pull out. That fight's really interesting because when they fought, even though Ally Quinta was maybe even unranked at the time, I'm trying to remember, I, I think he was unranked at the time, it went to a five-round decision, right? And But a lot of that was Khabib was trying to use his striking a lot. And I think if he just tried to wrestle like how he did against McGregor and Poirier, he would have finished Ally Quinta in a couple rounds as well. Um, but it was interesting because Ally Quinta, who he has very good striking, don't get me wrong, but he was an unranked fighter. You know, Gagey is the interim lightweight champion, right? Ally Quinta put up a fight um, when it was when it was standing up, and McGregor. Every time the fight was on the feet, besides the one overhand um, Khabib landed that big overhand he landed on Connor. Every other time Connor was beating him on the feet, right. So now you have Gagey, who had an unbelievable performance against Tony Ferguson, right. He had, he knocked out Cerrone in the first round. He knocked out Edson Barboza in the first round. You have a guy that's a killer, right? He he says it every time. He's going to go in and he's either going to win, lose, or die in the octagon, right? That's what he says. So, you know, that's a tough opponent for anyone, right? That With that mindset, that's a crazy mindset to have to, to go in there. Um, and it's good. You know, they both respect each other. There's no bad blood at all. But this really is going to come down to, in my opinion, how durable is Gagey? Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, give him any slack at all. But when I look at Khabib's opponents, right, Poirier, McGregor, Ally Quinta, I just do the the most recent three because that kind of shows what form they've been in uh, recently. You know, the unpredictability of Ally Quinta was really what stuck out. I think in the Khabib fight, he took the fight on a couple days' notice. How are you supposed to know how he's going to fight? Obviously, Khabib was um, just a much better fighter at that point in time. That's why he won by unanimous decision, right? But Ally Quinta was unpredictable. So I I think his ability to strike very well in that fight caught Khabib off guard, right? Now you go to Connor's fight. Connor's much better on the feet than Khabib is. He's he's better than Gagey is, he's better than Ferguson, he's better than Corey, better than all of them on the feet. That's just he's one of the best ever at it, right? Um his striking is as high quality as you can get. So Connor's striking is better than Gagey's and Khabib was able to submit him. Ally Quinta was very unpredictable, um, which had posed a, a problem to Khabib. And then you look at Poirier, who had amazing jujitsu. He almost got a submission on Khabib. You know, he didn't get it 100% in there. Khabib was able to get out of it, but it, it was very close. It was very, very close. Um, and and honestly, if it was, if the conditions were a little different, right? If maybe it was 
earlier on when they were just dry and he would be able to lock it in, you know, he had a very good chance at winning that fight. Um, I don't think Gagey has the jujitsu that Poirier has, right? He has a, a very good wrestling background at the at the collegiate level, but he has not he hasn't wrestled yet in the UFC. He has yet to attempt a takedown, right? So I don't know how he will be able to beat Khabib when his jujitsu isn't as polished as Poirier's, his striking isn't as clean as McGregor's, and he he's more predictable, right? They have they just watched him fight Ferguson. They have the template. They know you know, he fought better against Ferguson because he was patient. He picked his punches very, um, you know, he picked his shots well. And and so now they can use that and they see how Gagey, when Gagey does well, when he does bad, right? Obviously, it's just the camp is sur- uh, surrounded around that. So they're, they're going to kind of know what they got to do, right? Um, obviously, they're going to have to make adjustments in the beginning of the fight, but that's how every fight works. So Unless Gagey really catches Khabib with a huge punch, like a huge overhand left or something, just out of nowhere, I, that's the only chance I see I see Gagey winning. You know, people talk about his stamina a lot, how it's really good, but before the Ferguson fight, uh, a lot of times Gagey was getting tired because he'd throw five thousand strikes, and and he would get you could tell he's just getting very tired. Not before the final round of the fight. He'd be just swinging, you know what I mean? The His opponent would be tired as well just because of the pace of the fight. But that's not going to work. Khabib doesn't get tired, right? So he's going to have to pick his shots well. And if he's, if he does that, in my opinion, it's going to give a chance for Khabib to get his timing down. And if Gagey isn't throwing too many punches and Khabib can sense when they're coming, I think those takedowns are going to be much easier for him. And, you know, Gagey has praised his takedown defense. Um, but we'll see. He hasn't had to... He hasn't really had to defend any any real takedowns from any legitimate wrestling opponents in the UFC. Um, so it's been years and years and years. Obviously, he trains it probably, you know, multiple, multiple times a week. But Khabib is a different beast, right? And so... You know, my, my prediction for this fight is, is Khabib wins by submission. You know, every time... The, I'm, I know the UFC has to do it for the promotion of it. But every time Khabib has a fight, it's, oh, this new opponent poses this huge threat that no other fighters had. And and, and they go from there. You know, I don't think that's the case. I, besides Gagey's, I, I guess, current form and his, and his um, punching power, that's... That's the only edge he he has, right? Um, I know Khabib hasn't fought in over a year, but I think he's fine. Um, he fought. There was a year between the McGregor and Poirier fight for Khabib, and Khabib was able to take care of Poirier just fine. So I don't know. I I am I'm, I'm on Khabib's side with this one. I, I think he's going to be able to win. Um, you know he he. What was that quote he had? He said that he was going to drag Gagey to the deepest part of the ocean and drown him. I mean that, right? I don't, I don't know. With that, with that mentality, I, I can't bet against Khabib. I can't. If Gagey wins, awesome, good for him, right? Um, but I, I think Khabib, Khabib's got this one. I'm going to say probably a fourth round submission. Um, that's because if Gagey's 
takedown defense is as good as it as he says it is, it won't be until the later rounds when he gets tired that Khabib's really going to take full effect. Because I think Khabib's going to be able to take him down. I do. So how long can Gagey withstand multiple takedown attempts, multiple like um, you know sessions of ground and pound on the ground where he's just held on the ground for minutes with his legs tied up? It, it, you know, if Khabib can do that, it's over. It's over. Um, you know, Khabib's chin hasn't really been tested much. It wasn't tested against Poirier. Um, McGregor hit a, a, a few clean shots on him, but that was in the third round when, when McGregor was exhausted, so it was hard to tell there. Um, and Ally Quinta didn't, didn't either. So we don't know. If Gagey lands a huge punch, we don't know necessarily how Khabib will react, right? But I think... The fact that he hasn't been damaged that much in fights means that he's going to be fine. Because oftentimes you see when when people over the span of their career get hit often uh, a lot in their fights, you know, their their chin weakens as as they go on. But I don't see that issue with Khabib. So I'm taking Khabib fourth round submission. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's one of the best fights of the of the year for sure. Um, and I I wish. Both of them the best. I'm, I'm glad at the press conference they showed uh, a lot of mutual respect. Um, one thing I didn't like, I'm just going to point this out. I, I know it doesn't matter to anything. But Gagey keeps throwing his belt away every time it's in a in a photograph, which I'm not a fan of. When he, when he beat Ferguson, um, if you remember, Dana White wrapped the belt around him. And, and he had put it around his shoulder for... You know, like 20 seconds, and then right before he got on the interview with uh, Joe Rogan, he like threw it off to the side. You know, I'm just the type of guy that if I if I was interim champion, I would be very proud of myself and want that belt. You know what I mean? But Gagey says it's it's not real. It's it's not the unified belt, right? It's not the uh, the uh, undisputed belt. So so be it. So. Um, you know, good luck. I think I think that fight's going to be one of the best fights uh, of the year, and I'm really interested to see see if Khabib can can then just submit Gagey because if he can submit McGregor, Poirier, and Gagey three fights in a row, I don't I don't know how you don't put him top three all time most dominant if you don't have him there already. You know, he's lost one round ever, and that was to McGregor uh, in the third round of their fight. He's lost one round ever on a scorecard. Makes no sense. Um, and then hopefully, if, if Khabib wins and McGregor beats Poirier in January, it sets up a rematch. I know Khabib said that he wants to fight St. Pierre, um, which makes sense. I, I understand that. But from a business standpoint, I think Dana White knows a rematch with McGregor. With maybe some fans coming back, they could throw it at they could throw it at Cowboy Stadium, right? And just put, I was, I was telling my friend this today. You know, Cowboy Stadium can seat 80,000, but you could imagine just putting Madison Square Garden, 16,000 people, right? I don't know exactly, but something around there. I know with football, they're putting 16,000 people in a stadium. So you could sell the same amount of tickets that you would selling out Madison Square Garden or MGM Grand and put it in a football stadium where they can, you know, socially distance the seats. So I see that being a thing too. And, and I think a rematch, again... I have very strong opinions on, on the rematch and how I think Poirier McGregor um, too would go. So I'll get I'll get to that eventually, but um, that's what I hope to see in the future.
So, yep, Khabib, fourth round submission. Uh, let's go to the co-main, middleweight division. One, Robert Whitaker versus two, Jared Cannonier. That absolute crazy fight. I, I'm almost equally as excited for this fight. I think it's going to be um, very close, and I'm very interested on how it's going to go. You know, Whitaker's coming off a victory over Darren Till, but in that fight, Darren Till was a, I think he suffered a knee injury, right? So... You know, we didn't necessarily see how that fight would really play out if Darren Till was 100%. Um, but Whitaker did did a great job. He had a couple takedowns, and he I think he doubled Darren Till's strikes. I think it was like 150 or something. Um, but, you know, before that, that was when he lost to Adesanya, when he got knocked out bad twice. Remember, he got knocked out right at the end of the first round, and the ref, the ref let him continue. He recovered for the one minute between rounds, then got knocked out again, so... Um, it's going to be interesting because Jerry Kinnear is, is a tough guy. I was watching his, you know, his three most recent fights today and man, he's, he's just a tough guy. He hits really hard. And if you don't know, Kinnear started at heavyweight, heavyweight. Um, and he's at middleweight now. He fought at heavyweight a little bit, went down to light heavyweight, didn't see too much success. Now he's at middleweight. He has three knockouts in the second round, second round, first round in his last three fights. Um, and I mean, one was against Jack Hermanson, um, and, and Anderson Silva was, was another one. So, and he knocked out Anderson Silva with leg kicks, by the way. So that's great. That just shows the strength. It's crazy because I honestly think his strength from heavyweight and light heavyweight transferred over to the middleweight division. Like he hit Hermanson with one, like pretty much one clean shot in the whole fight, which was the uppercut that ended up knocking him out. And, and his ground and pound is brutal. Um, and what I like, Cannoneer, he pressures a lot, right? And he, he puts people on the back foot and tries to pick his shots well. So I think it's going to be interesting. And Whitaker, as good as he's been, he's a phenomenal champion, good wrestler, good striker. But he holds his hands really low. Holds his hands low. He holds his right hand low and normally just um, throws his shots almost from from his waist. Well, which is very interesting. It's a... But I think Cannoneer, who's such a good striker, that's going to be, he might be able to light him up a little bit, you know, if, he, if he's able to take control of the fight. That's what I'm interested to see. How will Whitaker be able to defend Cannoneer's pressure? Um, but I, I think Whitaker is still so good. He's he's a, obviously ranked one for a reason. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think he's as good as he as he once was, and I think Cannoneer is just on the rise, and he's a guy, Cannoneer's a guy who seems very determined, you know, all you have to do is listen to one of his post-fight interviews, um, Octagon interviews, and you you can see his personality is just, he knows he gets better every fight, and you've seen that, he has been, so my prediction for this, this one is, I, I kind of went crazy with my prediction, so I, I was just trying to have fun with it, but my prediction is Cannoneer is going to win um, and I said second round knockout. I'm going to say that he's going to continue doing what he's doing. And and that's because Whitaker, it, it's not always the case, but it's sometimes the case his um, with the fighter's chins. But, you know, Adesanya was able to, you know, he hit a clean um, left hook. I, I believe it was, a, it was a left hook. And it knocked Whitaker out cold. And I'm thinking if Cannoneer does the same thing, you know, he he throws with a lot of power. And if it connects clean, it's it's going to 
drop Whitaker. It will. It might not knock him out clean, but it, it'll drop him. It's going to hurt him very bad. And I think Cannoneer has is just he's shown improvement every single fight. But I don't know if I have seen improvement from Whitaker's fights against Romero when he was champion and since his loss to Izzy and, and win against Till. So I'm going to say Cannoneer, second round knockout, second or third round knockout. Um, but but I'm taking Cannoneer in this fight. I think those two fights are, are just some of the best of the year. And, it, and it's great because the, this fight has implications for who fights Israel Adesanya next. You know, and obviously it would be cool. You know, a rematch is always great. Whitaker versus Adesanya. But we saw how that went, right? Did not bode well for Whitaker at all. And so if Cannoneer can pull this off, it would be really interested, uh, interesting. I know Adesanya said he wants to fight Cannoneer. So I, I'm down for that. Um, and I think Cannoneer has the ability to beat Whitaker. I do. I think he has, I think he has the strength to knock him out. It's, it's just, can he do it? Right. Whitaker is, can use his wrestling well. Um, I, in the Hermanson fight, Jared Cannoneer versus, uh, Jack Hermanson. Hermanson did secure a couple takedowns in the first round. He did. But Cannoneer was incredibly strong and was able to get up from them. You know, they didn't amount to anything. He, you know, Hermanson was able to get the takedown, but Cannoneer was able to get up um, quite quickly afterwards. Um, so we'll have to see if, if the strength difference. Whitaker's a strong dude, right? So can Whitaker take him down if he's in trouble, or is this just going to be a stand-up fight? And, and if that's the case, um, I think they both utilize jabs well. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's very even, but I, I think if Cannoneer connects um, with a clean strike, it, it could be lights out, so... We'll see, but yeah, Cannoneer on that one. Um, going to the next fight, Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. You got a nice heavyweight matchup. Love these fights because they're so unpredictable. Heavyweight fights are so unpredictable. Uh, Volkov could win this fight in one minute, 15 minutes. Harris could do the same, right? Anytime. So you look at them side by side, Volkov might be a better athlete from a, a cardio standpoint. You know, he's got... You know, he's a tall, kind of, he's a little bit lankier, right? He uses light kicks very well. And, uh, you know, when you can use your light kicks very well, you can keep distance very well. And obviously that's a huge thing for these heavyweights that, it, you know, because when they connect, it, it, one punch can knock these guys out, any of them, right? Um, but Harris, on the other hand, is a heavy, heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. Um, you look at his last fight against Overeem, that, that was in the spring. Um, he almost knocked out Overeem in the first round before Overeem was able to take him down um, in the second round and just win basically because of ground and pound for three straight minutes, right? So Harris has worked on his cardio a little bit. I know that's a problem that a lot of people have seen. But it, honestly, in this fight, I, I'm going to take Walt Harris. A, I like him just because, you know, I, I, I feel so bad for him. Um, Remember earlier at the beginning of the year, his uh, stepdaughter was murdered. Um, so, you know, that, you know, he's always fighting with a heavy heart on that. And, and the fact that he can show up to all of these press conferences and, and be as, you know, happy and prepared that he can be, it's, um, you know, it's, it's inspiring to, to just see that, you know, even though a terrible thing happened, right, um, he was able to grieve and then put all of his energy from that uh, to, you know, 
be a better fighter and, and do that all for her. So I'm always going to be a huge fan of him. Huge fan of him. So I'm taking him in this fight. Um, and because these fights, these fights since COVID, it have been weird, right? A lot of weird knockouts, a lot of crazy things have happened. Um, I think in this fight, there's going to be two results it, that I'm thinking. I'm thinking a Walt Harris first round knockout because he's going to be the best in the first round. Um, he's going to hit the hardest. He's going to be the fastest or Volkov wins by decision. Um, those are the two things that I think will happen. Uh, because I'm trying to have fun with this one, I'm going to say Walt Harris by first round knockout. All right, so I, I know I said Khabib submission, Cannoneer knockout, Harris knockout. Um, probably won't happen, right? But uh, if it does, it will be the event of the year. <laughs> so, so hopefully I'm right, right? Now, moving on, we got some people that have never fought in the UFC before. Um, for the rest of the fighters, my bad on the pronunciation. There's some names in here I can't pronounce. But you got in the middleweight division, Jacob Malkoon versus Philip Howes. I think that's how it is. Now, Howes has had his ups and downs um, in recent years. He had, So, like I said, um, hasn't fought in the UFC, right? Both of them are making their debut. debut. Um, but Howes was on the Dana White Contender Series and had a great first-round knockout. Right. Malcoon, on the other hand, is Whitaker's training partner down in Australia. So they were trying to put, get a fighter for house. You know, Malcoon obviously has um, ties with Whitaker, so that that was able to get done. Um, but there's really not much I can say about this fight. You know, Malcoon has been fighting in Australia. I have never seen an Australian MMA organization fight ever. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I watched House's um, contender series win. It's a great knockout. Um, with that being said, you know, when there's these fights that I don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest, when there's not a, a lot of film on them, you know, I'm going to take House um, by decision simply because I think he has, he fought in the Ultimate Fighter before and he fought in Dana White's contender series. So he has fought very, very tough competition, whereas I'm just not too sure um, about the competition that was in Australia for Jacob. Um, so I'm just going to say house by decision. I think it's cool that you got two guys making their UFC de debut on this card on the pay-per-view. I think that's crazy. I think it's great for him. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take house just because I little, I know a little bit more about him. Um, he had a great knockout recently. He seems to get, be getting better. You know, he, he fought in other leagues. Um, I, I believe he th fought in Bellator once or twice. You know, and he, he's been improving. He's on uh, a four-fight win streak coming into this one. So with that being said, I, I'm taking him in this one by decision. Next, you know, you got a girls' fight on the card, and, and it's a good one. It's an interesting one, but, you know, it's a good one. You got the women's flyweight division, right? Number five in the division, Lauren Murphy, um, is against, again, excuse my pronunciation, Lilia Shakarova. Um... Now, Lauren Murphy was originally supposed to fight Synthony Calvillo, right? But she had to pull out because of a positive COVID test. So hopefully she's doing okay. Hopefully she can get back in sooner rather than later, right? Um, but, you know, Murphy has won her last, you know, 
few fights by uh, decision, and then I think three fights go, she won by knockout. Uh, she just beat Roxanne Modaffery in June. Um, Modaffery, remember, she stopped the hype train of Macy Barber. I remember watching that one at, uh, that was on undercard of Cowboy Connor, I believe. Because um, I remember me and my dad were watching, I felt so bad because Macy Barber tore her ACL in the first round of that fight and somehow made it to a decision. Don't know how she did it. Um, but, you know, so Murphy has a couple good wins under her belt, right? She's she's a she's a top a top dog in the division, right? Now, Shakarova is making her UFC debut. We got a bunch of new people in the UFC this card, right? And she happens to be the first female fighter from Uzbekistan to be in the UFC. So awesome. Um I know I know a lot of it was to do with Khabib. Khabib has ties with Uzbekistan and he he um you know, got with the UFC and made it possible for some of those fighters to try to get to the UFC. So credit to Khabib for doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, look, you have an unranked fighter filling in for Cynthia Calvillo. You know, this girl's making her UFC debut and she's against the fifth ranked of the division. I'm not, you know, it's hard for me to bet on her, right? So I'm taking Lauren Murphy. I'm going to say by unanimous decision, because she hasn't, she doesn't have too many knockouts under her belt, but I think it's going to be a very dominant performance. Um, I'm going to take, yeah, Murphy by by decision. There's just too much, you know. There's not enough to look at with Shakarova, right? It's her, it's her first fight in the UFC, so she's never fought the top of the line before, and she's going right in against the the fifth best in the division. It almost doesn't seem fair, but hey, if she can pull out, pull off a crazy win, right? That's unbelievable. And, and then, you know, just throw her in with the rest of them, right? And and being the first one from Uzbekistan, that, that's got to gotta feel great for her. And then, you know, the sixth fight on this card, if you remember what happened the first time these two fought, this is a rematch, light heavyweight division. Magomed Enkaliyev uh, versus Ion Kutalaba. Again, my pronunciation. But hey, if you watch the first one, it was back in February. It was the worst stoppage in UFC history. I, the referees are just not it. Um, but it was it was the in the first round, right? Kutalaba had been hit a couple times. Um, you know, he was getting hit. He he got hit with a, a head kick, right? And he started. He was not hurt. You know, he wasn't you know, going to lose or anything. He obviously was getting hit, but he wasn't really hurt that much. And he did this fake, he kept doing these fake head wobble things, right? I, if you can remember, Anderson Silva did that and got knocked out by Chris Weidman, right? He was doing that same kind of thing. And the referee thought that he was actually like wobbling, that he was like knocked out on his feet somehow. But Kutalaba was literally trying to bring Akalev in um, and then land a huge overhand right. He was trying to trick him. And apparently, you know, he tricked the ref, <laughs> which is just crazy. It's crazy. He was absolutely fine. Um, so I think it's good for them that they they get to re, uh, redo this fight. With that being said, though, I think Ankalev is going to win again. Um, but this time in a fair way, you know, 
he just looks like, uh, you know, he's just a very dominant fighter. That's all there is to say. You know, he, he has one one loss, and it was by a submission. Q Talaba is not going to submit him, right? Um, and even in that, that loss, he, he was winning the entire fight. He was winning the entire fight against uh, Paul Craig, who's fantastic at submitting. So even though Q Talaba is a very, like, dangerous striker, right? He's just not as well-rounded. Um, Enkelev is more accurate, versatile, better grappler, better cardio. And, you know, when you put all those pieces to get together, um, you know, it's just, it's too one-sided. But Kutalaba could land a huge strike and knock him out, right? Again, that's why the UFC is one of the best, it could be the best sport in the world. There's so much unpredictability, anything can happen. And you got two guys going in and beating the heck out of each other, right? While showing as much respect as they can. It's it's crazy. So with this fight, my prediction is I'm taking a favorite. I'm taking Ankalev. Um, I'm going to say just by decision for now. Um, you know, I think it's a pretty even fight. But Ankalev was able to land a bunch of a bunch of nice strikes in the in that first fight before the ref stopped it. So. If the pattern, if that those same type of things kind of continue, I, I'm going to take Ankalev in this one. So let me run it through one more time. Ankalev by decision um, over Kutalaba. Lauren Murphy uh, by decision over Lilia Shakarova. Uh, Philip Howes over Jacob Malkoon by decision. And then we got Walt Harris. I'm going to say first round knockout. The heavyweights early in the fight. Harris is going to come out really strong. I think he's going to be able to knock him out. I like Cannoneer over Whitaker. Cannoneer has fought better and better every time he steps into the octagon. And I think I think Whitaker isn't as good as he used to be. And I think Cannoneer just, is just on the rise. And he's a very heavy hitter. Whitaker says that, you know, He's fought against heavy hitters before, which he has, and he's been able to handle them. But I think if Cannoneer, um, you know, was just very focused, which he seems to be in, in the buildup to this fight, he'll be able to win. So I'm going to say second round, you know, third round knockout for Cannoneer. And then in the main event, I got I got Khabib 100%. So if I'm wrong, call me out on it. But I got Khabib 100%. I'm thinking a fourth round submission. I think it's going to be very similar to the... Um, McGregor fight. I think it's going to be very similar to that. Gagey might be able to do well on the feet, but I don't think it's going to last. So we'll see. But make sure to tune in. It's going to be an amazing card. Uh, these fights are awesome. There's so there's so many crazy fights in here with the brand new three people making their UFC debut. Um, remember, 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Uh, I my dad got time off work for it. My buddy's coming home. Uh, he's going to be home to watch it with us. So I, I can't wait. And so I'll be back Sunday or Monday to go over if I was close at all with, <laughs> with my predictions. But, you know, go watch it. should be a great event. Thank you for listening as always. I'll see you then.